Hawthorne, how great. I'm Victory 91.5. She's one of my favorite artists. Anytime I'm in the car and I hear her, I'm that like, there's, voice. yeah, she's so anointed. All of her songs, so, so anointed. That album is called I Am. It's on the More Music app. Mm. And you can, you know, download that app for free on any device with an app store and take that into your weekend. You know, maybe you're about to travel for Labor Day, maybe have big plans. You don't ever have to be without Victory, you yeah. know, through her website, through the app, as soon as you open it. You know, you're going to start the live stream, Who the live radio. Who wants a day like that, for goodness sake? <laughs> and then on our website, too, if you just click on Listen Live, you can, a lot of people listen at work and stuff, which is sure. neat, too. And right now, we have our general manager here, and we're talking about some Jewish festivals, some things on the calendar that we don't want to miss. Yeah, it's the biblical feasts. Today is uh, Rosh Hashanah, also known as the Feast of Trumpets, or Yom Teruah. And uh, all of those fancy names, as you're listening to Corinne sing there, for most of us, we'd be singing to him. But for her, that's a Torah right there because that mm. was a de- declaration. How yeah. great are you, God? How great are you, God? You can't mm-hmm. use the word great without it being like a Torah. So that's an appropriate one for today. So I don't know if you remember, but 30 days ago, I came in when the beginning of the month of Elul came. Coming up on Tuesday, Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of a new month, the month of Tishrei, and it starts a brand new year, 5782. So I told you three things were going on for the next 40 days, 30 days ago. So they're still going on, and that's Moses' third trip up for the Ten Commandments. He comes down the mountain in 10 days on Yom Kippur, when I'll be back. Jonah is preaching in Nineveh. He's 30 days into that tour of going round about telling them to repent and hoping that they won't because he didn't like them. And Jesus is in the wilderness being tempted uh, of the devil. And when he comes out on Yom Kippur, he begins his ministry. So that's going on right now and historically on this particular day. So the biblical calendar... Now, once again, you said Jewish feasts, and because we associate these with, of course, the Jews, because he gave them to the Jews, and Israel is supposed to celebrate these, and they do, which is a good, good thing. But these are not just Jewish feasts. These are the feasts of the Lord, and it's a biblical calendar because it's his word, right? So these things are all things that are an invitation to us. You see, one day... The one thing that's cool about all these feasts, or I wouldn't spend a a bit of time, it's just that all of these are in eternity with us. When we are reigning in the, there's a new heavens and a new earth, these feasts are all mentioned that we're coming to Jerusalem for these things. We're celebrating with God. We're doing these things. So to to understand that you may not be Jewish, and, and that's okay. You are grafted in through the blood of Jesus. You're still not Jewish. You're an adopted son. We're adopted uh, into the heavenly. So we are brothers and sisters with the people of Israel. So there is a there is a difference there because God is doing something with Israel and, and, and will in the end times as well. But as adopted sons, these are our feasts, too. So we don't neglect them. We uh, enjoy them. And it's not because we're commanded in terms of the law, you will do these things. It's not like that. (laughs) It's much better than that. So uh, there's also some learning you have to do because, you know, they're a little odd, for goodness sakes. First, the calendar, the biblical calendar has two New Year's days. That's alone pretty weird. That's sick, too. So really, it's like two six-month calendars. One of those is coming up, of course, in just a few days, the Rosh Hashanah Day, which kicks off the fall season and remembers creation when God made man. 
The second New Year is in the spring. It was added by God at the Passover in Egypt 2,500 years after creation. Now, I should tell you that, you know, there's always things that are debatable in all these things, and not everyone agrees that this day of Rosh Hashanah begins a new year or that Yom Teruah should be considered the start of a new year. They believe it's mostly a pagan-influenced feast from Babylon when they were in captivity. Uh, many argue the fall calendar didn't even exist until Israel's Babylonian captivity and that all of it was inspired by the Babylonian calendar. Well, and again, and that's the, the one thing that we can all would agree on is there's nothing that goes back far enough that's definitive where we can say this is what happened. But my problem, of course, is those who do think it's an original New Year's and sixth day of creation, which would be me included, would argue that it's the beginning of the sabbatical year. And I do not agree with that argument that it's uh, that everything started in Babylon. In fact, it says in Exodus 12 of Passover in the month of Nisan, Jehovah spoke to Moshe and Aharon in the land of Egypt and said, you are to begin your calendar with this month. It'll be the first month of the year for you. So keep in mind, this is 2,500 years after creation. 2,500 years after creation. So I don't believe God would establish what sounds a lot like a change of what month begins their year. I mean, would you tell somebody, okay, the year's going to start here, if it's unless it started somewhere else before that, right? That doesn't even make sense. So... If a different month didn't already exist as the first month, why would God at Passover say this will now be your first month? It's just, it's hard for either side to make the argument since Moses was the first to write about the beginning 2,500 years after it happened, and he often speaks of the past uh, from his present perspective. So it can be a little bit confusing, all right? So, but I would just say, just want to throw it in to let you know that it's, it's some argue the fact that this actually isn't, uh, truly, the 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 calendar, a new calendar is beginning. They just follow the one calendar, but lots of folks, obviously, all over Israel, will be celebrating this day. Mm. Second reason New Year's in the biblical calendar is is a little odd is that the fall calendar begins with creation. It doesn't start with day one when God said, let there be light. That's very confusing, right? The first day of the month of Tishrei, which we call Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, is day six when God created man. So Tuesday is day six of next week. So this year, Rosh Hashanah, or day six of creation, begins Labor Day evening, Monday. It goes all day Tuesday through Tuesday at nightfall, and then it, then it ends at Tuesday nightfall. So if we count backwards there, okay? So Tuesday is day six, and that's the day God made man and the land animals. So then Wednesday would be day seven, the very first Sabbath, all right? Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. So now let's go backwards. Tuesday he made man, day six. Then Monday is day five, when he made the birds and the sea creatures. Sunday is day four, when he made the sun, moon, and stars. Saturday, tomorrow, is day three, when he made the dry ground and plants. And today, as far as creation goes, would be day two, when he created Earth's atmosphere, separating the waters above from the waters below. Yesterday was day one, when he said, Bereshit bar Elohim, 
at Hashmain Vei Haaretz, which we generally translate as, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that started yesterday. So we're in that last week of Elul, which is the first week of creation. So this morning, we've already talked a lot about shofars, trumpets, and, and we're now we're talking calendars. We're going to study the meaning behind the year 5782, which is starting on Tuesday, called Pay Bet and take a prophetic look at the year ahead, and it's pretty fascinating for me. And lastly, we're going to visit Bethlehem Ephrata for the birth of Jesus. He also is born on Rosh Hashanah uh, 2,000 years ago. So today, in terms of the biblical calendar, is Elul 26. Elul is when the king is in the field. We've talked about that uh, a month ago. God has drawn near to look closely at how we're tending the fields. Elul is when you're preparing to meet God for judgment, but he comes to the field to be more approachable so we can truly know him in his mercy. So keeping that in mind, think about the scripture. The earth was unformed and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God, hovered over the surface of the water. He spoke, and everything came into being. Then Elohim said, let us make humankind in our image, in the likeness of ourselves, and let them rule. That's important. Let them rule. Jehovah Elohim took the person, put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. Then, I'm skipping a few verses too. Then Jehovah caused a deep sleep to fall upon the person. While he was sleeping, he took one of his ribs, closed up the place from which he took it with flesh. The rib which Jehovah Elohim had taken from the person, he made a woman person. Now, this is the Jewish uh, translation. So that's man person, woman person. And he brought her to the man person. <laughs> Hello, woman person over there. Uh, so... That's that early part. So we're all talking there on the sixth day, which is Rosh Hashanah. So this idea of the king is in the field that we have during the month of Elul originated during creation's first six days when God was literally in the field of earth doing the creation too. And it continued. And they heard the voice of Jehovah God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Jehovah amongst the trees of the garden. Why did he do that? Well, the word, and it's interesting for today, the word used in Genesis 3 for God's voice is that Hebrew word, kol, right? It's also used for the sound of thunder, water, rain, a multitude, when someone's calling out, shouting, or singing, and of course for the shofar blast, that's so well known for the day of the Feast of Trumpets. The second phrase used in Genesis, in the cool, in, is the Hebrew word ruach, Ruach is translated cool for this verse. Uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have done that, but that's most common translation. It's used nearly 100 times for wind, several hundred times for the Holy Spirit. So when we read a little deeper, what we have there is the Ruach, the, the Holy Spirit. We have the Father, we have the Son, and then we have the Holy Spirit all coming to deal with the sin of Adam and Eve to bring them out of hiding God's voice is carried on the wind of the Holy Spirit through the garden, beckoning Adam and Eve, come out of hiding. They find judgment, but they also find his deep love for them. Mm. That is by far the heart of this time period, This because we're looking at... Uh, on Tuesday, Rosh Hashanah. Ten days later, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. I believe that's the day Adam and Eve fell. So in this 10-day period here, you're looking at not God with a two-by-four to smack you in the head or bring you to death. It's God saying, no, come here, come here, come here, come here. His mm -hmm. voice carrying on that wind to say, no, come back to me. Yeah. Come back to me. 
you know, you can get on the More Music app. Go to the podcast called Numbering Our Days, and that's your podcast. It Anytime is. that you're here, we try to actually go back, get all these clips, put them on there so that you can listen to them anytime, anywhere, and we never delete those. And then also the the blog, if you go to victory.radio, click on that, and you can read through all of the notes. If you want to study some more, get all the scripture and everything, you can message us through our website or our Facebook, our Instagram, too, and 